0: Love talk Radio. Welcome back, health renaissance people in the era of psychosis. We're going to talk about genetic and genetic expression. Now, this is huge because if you've heard um, that, oh, it runs in my family, uh, well, no, it doesn't. Okay, you may have a common uh, diet, nutrition, exercise, and thought process, but uh, genetics you can suppress them and express them, and we're going to get into that big time. Uh, now tonight we're going to also have it at the Two Health Tuesdays, um, but as as of course we're going to be talking about the uh, co vaccine, uh, the new one coming out. So we're going to try and censor that as much as we can, uh, but we have to because it is genetically engineered, um, and the the vaccine for it is insane. But we cannot talk about that because of our governmental censorship, uh, so if you want to hear that, get on the doctor b v i p it's drbvip.com. dot it com cost uh, two dollars and ninety seven cents a month and when you get on there, share everything because we have got to change this world um, now um, if you're curious and I need to read this to you because um we, we have, uh, there's third waves going on in a lot of different places. And we know that just last year, uh, there were, was not an increase in deaths. Uh, so if you remember, you're going to wear a mask just to flatten the curve. That was only going to be two weeks. And then your business is going to be shut down only for a month. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, guess what? Little freedom and take it away, little freedom and take it away. There's a book called The Rape of the Mind, and this is huge. And this is by Joost Merlot. And I want you to just, just listen to this for a second. Each wave of terrorizing creates its effects more easily after a breathing spell. Than the one that preceded it, because people are still disturbed by their previous experience. Morality becomes lower and lower, and the psycholog- psychological effects of each new propaganda campaign um, become stronger. It reaches a public already softened up. So look for your world to change uh, about the first part of June or the, um, it, because by June fifteenth, before that, there's going to be another crazy one. Now, if you're dealing with um, illogical people that are getting a forced medical procedure without informed consent, here's another quote from The Rape of the Mind. Uh, Quote, logic can be met with logic, while illogic cannot. It confuses those who think straight. The big lie and monotonously repeated nonsense have more emotional appeal than logic and reason. While the people are still searching for a reasonable counterargument to the first lie, the totalitarians can assault them with another. I mean, amazing. Um, so, so just know that you are being, um, well, manipulated. Okay, so when we look at this, and we know the entire lie of last year, how one person is going to infect um, three people or 2.3, those people are going to infect 3.3, you know, and so on and so on. Now, that assumes that 100% of people are susceptible. So 100% of people have the same immune system response. Uh, you know, what are the people that are recovered? How many people died? What's the death rate of this? Uh, is there acquired immunity? What about people that partially get exposed? Okay, do you develop an immune system response? You know, when you're talking about illogic and logic, this is impossible, of people are not susceptible. So let's look at the study of genetics because we know that the lie that was told us last year, you know, one person affects this and affects that, um, you know, no one's talking about uh, genetic or genetic expression. First, hereditary is a biologic process where parents pass certain genes onto their offspring. Uh, Each child inherits genes from both parents And so each um, parent's lifestyle and experiences, so this is hair, eye color, skin color, but also um, diseases and disorders and adaptations. So the genetic information lies within the nucleus of each living cell. Um, Now, some misunderstandings. uh, If you look at this from the Human Genome Project, um, people assume that every aspect of biology of an organism can be predicted from its genes, that is not true. A single gene code for specific anatomical or behavioral features, that is not true. Genes are blueprint for an organism's form and behavior, that is not true. And genes are uninterrupted sections of DNA that code only for a single protein, that is not true. Um, And so, when we look at the Human Genome Project, it was planned in 84, started in 1990, completed in 2003. Now, when they first started it, they assumed that there would be about 100,000 different genes because there's about 100,000 proteins that have been identified. It turns out that we're about the same range as a mice, about 20,000 genes. And now also, in 2000, so now remember, this project was completed in 2003. In 2000, uh, Randy Jurdle, a professor at Duke University, and his postdoctoral student, Robert Waterland, designed a groundbreaking genetic experiment. Now, they had a pair of uh, yellow mice. They are called agouti mice. Now, these were fat, hungry, all the time, prone to cancer and diabetes, and their offspring as well were all susceptible to these life-shortening diseases. And this type of mouse was amazing because you could do all sorts of tests and drugs on it. Well, what they did is they changed the mom's diet starting just before conception. Now, the parent in this mouse produced the majority of offspring that were slender and mousy brown. They didn't display their parents' susceptibility to cancer and diabetes. And the the mice, with the mom having a different diet, um, uh, actually lived to old age. Now, they fed a test group of mother mice, a diet rich in methyl donors, small chemical clusters attached to a gene to turn it off. It's found in onions, garlics, beets, food supplements, um, often given to pregnant women, and they found out. So what is this? Uh, does that mean that it's not your genes, You're not, that there's a control above the genes? Sure enough. Um, what proteins are made of are a ch- chain of like 20 different amino acid molecules. And the shape of the protein is determined by the sequence of the amino acids. Uh, You can say that genes load the gun, but epigenetics pull the trigger. Now some cancers, or some proteins can reverse cancer, some proteins can cause cancer. And so when you're looking at genes, and like say RNA, DNA, um, that RNA, there's a messenger RNA that tells cells what to produce. You might be thinking, well, isn't that an mRNA vaccine? Uh, Yeah, so they can actually turn genes on and off really um, at will. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't sign up for that experiment. Now, heart disease and cancer are going up exponentially, uh, except for last year. Last year it was only the virus that was killing people, not the heart disease or cancer. Um, Amazing virus. Um, But heart disease and cancer have been going up exponentially, okay, since 1900. Now, cancer is a metabolic disease, not a genetic disease. One of the best articles I've ever seen is Thomas Seyfried in his book is Cancer is a Metabolic Disease. And he says, quote, no real progress has been made in the management of advanced or metastatic cancer for more than 40 years. The number of people dying each year in each day has changed little more than 10 years. Now, so what? What does he go on to state? Well, age, viral infections, uh, hypoxic inflammation, environmental toxins, radiation, um, carcinogens. Uh, so all of these things. The view, and he even quotes, the view cancer is a genetic disease is no longer credible. So what are these genes? Well, you get uh you got 46 of they're called chromosomes 23 come from the mom 23 come from the father now the chromosomes contain genes and these genes can thousands of important and and some carry only a few the the chromosomes and they're made of dna or deoxyribonucleic acid now dna has, has a number of different nucleotides, and, and polynucleotides just means many nucleotides. Guanine, adenine, thymine, cystosine. Um and these are, they're, they're like a ladder that's twisted, and that's what holds the information. Now, genes provide the information to make a protein, so whatever you need to make, uh, it's on that gene. However, there's a covering, a protein covering around that gene that has to be exposed in order for that gene to produce something. Now, each type, because every protein that you produce um, has a job. And each one of these jobs could be to repair a kidney or grow a kidney or destroy a virus or build a virus. I mean, it could do anything. Now, telomeres, telomeres are the end caps of the strand of DNA. Now, this protects our chromosomes. And the the analogy is, it's like a plastic tip on a shoelace. It keeps the shoelaces from getting frayed. Now, um, these telomeres, short telomeres, are prone to premature aging and cellular aging. So the length of the telomeres is hugely important. It's almost like how many copies you can get out of that DNA. And so the telomere length represents our biologic age as opposed to our chronologic age. And in in 2007, a study found that short telomeres were associated with decreased bone density in, um, in women, mineral bone density. Out of the FEBS journal, Um, and that's Science Publishing by Science. Telomere shortening in human diseases. Although telomeres serve as a mitotic clock to cells, um, in addition, it has become more apparent that accelerated telomere erosion is associated with a myriad of metabolic and inflammatory diseases. So isn't that interesting? Metabolic and inflammatory diseases. So that means that your body, if you have an acute inflammatory response, and that's tissue damage. So a poisoning, which is metabolic, inflammation, tissue damage, okay, lead to less healthy telomeres. Oh, my God, that makes so much sense. And uh, here's another article, Association Between Telomere Length and Blood and mortality in People Age 60 Years Old and Older. Those with shorter telometers in blood DNA had poor survival, uh, heart disease rates, infections rates, every. Uh, here's a really cool case study. It happens to be um, from chiropractic biophysics. 35-year-old gal who was in an auto accident um, had uh, interventions. I mean, this gal had uh, bit loss of bowel control at nighttime, back pain, neck pain. I mean, everything after a significant trauma. What was really interesting is after the length of care, they measured her telomere length and it had grown. So what's the difference, epigenetics or, or genetics? Well, the MIT professor, Manolis Kellis, totaled 150 billion gene sequence reads. That means for every um, uh, mutations in uh, genomic activity, think, think of this, So what kind of things can affect how you express a gene? Now, how about you sleep? Okay, how's your diet? Your stress level at work. Your increase or decrease of stress. Let's say you're not working out at the gym anymore. All of those, and what he analyzed, is 150 billion things that can affect that genetic expression. And an epigenome, and this is the Royal Society of Lecturers, Uh, in 2013, it was sponsored by GlaxoSmithKline, but epigenetics, their definition is how the genome of living things is organized and managed. Mismanaged and disorganized epigenomes lead to disease. Uh, Epigenome manipulation may have a therapeutic value in diverse human diseases. Really, so if you can control your gene expression, you can control um, what proteins your body produces. Uh, so, if you know that there are certain chemicals that cause an alteration in gene expression, that's important. So, what kind of chemicals are you exposed to now that alters gene expression? Well, how about cholesterol-lowering drugs, antidepressants, blood pressure drugs, methotrexate, anti-inflammatories, Advil, Motrin, Aleve. Yeah, that's altering genetic expression. Even oral contraceptives, antibiotics, all of those things can alter and have permanent changes in the epigenome. And this is out of the the journal Metabolism and Clinical and Experimental. It's something, and this was an article 2008, but they said that those drugs altering the genetic or epigenetic control uh, can lead to heart disease, cancer, obesity, nerve and mental disorders. Leukemia, bipolar, schizophrenia, infertility, and sexual dysfunction, uh, mind-blowing. When we look at, at other things, what kind of things alter your expression? Well, we know antibiotics. According to the Cell, Host, and Microbe, Volume 22, uh, and this is 2017, they found out that antibiotics alter microbial metabolism as part of their lethality, and can damage mitochondria in human cells. That's right, so it's not just destroying the gut bacteria. Antibiotics impairs the immune system function by inhibiting respiratory activity of immune system cells. Um, When we look at steroids, steroids weaken the immune system. Uh, When we look at at aspirin, acetaminophen, ibuprofen, or the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and they wanted to find out what the effect in this journal of infectious disease these drugs would have on virus, viral shedding, response, and they found that the antibiotics or a chemical to reduce a fever weaken your immune system. That's huge. Um, So, infectious, and it's interesting. Um, This is an article out of Autoimmunity Infection, Vaccines, and Other enviro- trigger, Environmental Triggers of Autoimmunity. Uh, and it says right in this article, vaccines and several reports are found to be temporarily or temporally associated with a new onset of autoimmune diseases. It, it has been accepted for the diphtheria and toxin, and polio and measles vaccines and Guillain-Barre syndrome. The MMR shot, has been associated with thrombocytosis, which is similar to what the COVID shot is causing, or thrombocytopenia. MS has been associated with the HPV vaccine. Um, When we look at what are other things that affect that expression, is food integrity, glyphosates. It's a mineral chelate or an herbicide. And in fact, they found the BT toxin, which is only supposed to be for cattle feed, Uh, In umbilical cords, that means that it survived the cow's digestion, the mom's digestion, everything. Now, if you're signing up to get any vaccine and to get the vaccine passport so you can go, just realize this is not a one-time, one-shot deal. There's going to be COVID-20, COVID-21, COVID-23, COVID-28. They're already planning for this. Um, And there's also 15 different shots on the adult schedule that you're going to need to get. So you need to keep your health information up. I would recommend that you actually take back your freedom um, by getting on the AmericanStatesAssembly.net so that we can go in and change our pathway and get your inalienable rights back. You can also check out Toxic Matters. And this is interesting. It was at a university of California, San Francisco. But they talk about keep, and I love this, uh, keep mercury out of your diet in a home. They talk about eating fish. Um, some fish, it's not safe to eat because they harbor mercury. And they're also saying be careful of fluorescent bulbs and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, mercury in the thermometer. Uh, you know, it's so crazy because they're not looking at the vaccines. Um, We know that out of the Journal of Public Health and Epidemiology, uh, there's an article, Impact of Environmental Factors on the Prevalence of Autistic Disorder After 1979. They went in coincident with introduction of vaccines using human fetal cell lines containing human and fetal and retroviral contaminants into childhood vaccines. Thus, the rise in autistic disorder prevalence is directly related to the vaccine manufactured utilizing human fetal cells. That could be a problem. <laughs> I mean, You know, if, if you start understanding that, that medical procedures can have more than just one effect on the body. And I'm gonna bring up a couple of cases on genetic and genetic expression but what's the first thing? What can you do? The first um, a step for a healthy genetic expression is avoid the following. Vaccinations. Why? Because that triggers an inflammatory response, and there's better ways to stimulate your immune system. Antibiotics. Okay, I just had a, had a talk with a doc at our center in Mexico, and I said, because um, she prescribed an antibiotic for a minor tooth infection. And I said, give me five things that that antibiotic can do negatively. And she said, gut dysbiosis. Okay, gut dysbiosis. That destroys your gut flora, which is 80% of your immune system. So, you know, let's just, anything you do that helps your body is good. Anything you do that harms your body is not good. Medications cause genetic expression changes. Environmental toxins, non-organic GMO foods, nutritional deficiencies, chronic stress all of those things. So how do you correct it? You gotta get proper uh, nutrition. That means healthy probiotics. And in fact, probiotic lactobacillus has been shown to lower stress hormone like cortisol. Um, We've got bacteria that others should be in there. It's bifidobacterium, has been shown to normalize anxiety behavior. Eliminate processed foods, especially sugars, plant-based diet, uh, obviously. I mean, if you want to eliminate cancer, heart heart disease, diabetes, allergy, asthma, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, if you want to reduce your risk of those diseases, you don't get a vaccine. Nearly every fruit and vegetable contain these factors called NFKB inhibitors. They literally, you're looking at the nuclear factor capillite light chain enhancer of activated B cells. Now, this means that if you're exposed to this, that your body can break tissue down faster than it builds, and that's called a disease. So having a plant-based organic diet makes sense. Fermented foods help with genetic expression. 80% of your immune system is in your gut. Omega-3s will help. Optimizing your vitamin D levels, super important. Okay, that means getting out in the sun. And look at the sleep pattern changes, everything. These are not diseases that people are suffering from. Okay, they're literally the body adapting to a toxic and deficient environment. Now, exercise and deep breathing. Think of what exercise does to genetic expression. High-quality sleep, improving brain function, lowers your risk of disease. It's, it's amazing. Now, we're going to cover um, all of this stuff and have some case studies tonight. Now, we have to get into, um, into some real stuff. Uh, if you know that your risk of, of dying from um, COVID is and this is if you're 70 years old and under with no comorbid conditions you're looking at a 99.9 chance of not dying from covid healthy people are not dying of this disease healthy people are not dying of this disease and when you're looking at insanity people are putting purel everywhere they're they're rubbing on their their feet their faces everything this is cancer causing agent Do you know that staying in a hospital, just staying in there, and this is a sanitary environment, um, is 10 times more likely to kill you than a motor vehicle crash? And this was reported by NBC News. Quote, America's hospitals are teeming with infectious bacteria, including drug-resistant superbugs a third of hospitals rated by Consumer Reports got low scores on how well they prevented one of the worst infections, Clostridium Difficulty. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, and if you look at, here's some data from Christine Northrop. Quote, if you look at the data and the death rate from 2020, it's about 0.012 higher than it was in 2019. There has been no massive epidemiologic pandemic there just hasn't, this has all been made up. Isn't that kind of frightening? And then the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System uh, is saying that there's been around 4,500 deaths, but that's only 1%, so that means there's 450,000 deaths. You know, it's it's just insane. Now, here's the survival rate. Okay, and this is if you're, um, and we're talking with comorbid conditions comorbid conditions. These are are people that have had 2.8 comorbid conditions. Uh, if you're under nine years old, uh, you will not die. Okay? I mean, that's, that's just it, if you've had multiple comorbid conditions. Uh, if you're in the 10 to 19 years age group, you have about a 1.8% chance. Uh, 20 to 49, about 0.32% chance. And then you're looking at it's just like, wait a second, this is so low. 50 to 59, 1.3%, and then you have 70 to 79 age group, um, you're looking at, at 8%. And so so what is this? Why and what kind of diseases do they have? Diabetes, stress-related, cardiovascular disease, stress-related. So it just doesn't make any sense. So um, now the vaccine that's out there, and the, I encourage everyone to listen to um, Del Big Tree in the High Water, and it's this this week. There was a doctor on there that was absolutely brilliant, and this doc um, literally went through and um, here I'm going to try and look him up because he is just frigging amazing. But his work shows that the COVID-19 um, or the SARS-CoV-2 was actually produced in a lab in Wuhan. It was, uh, and his data is irrefutable. So you've got to check out Del Big Tree, the high wire, last week. And you're going to listen to one of the most horrific interviews ever. But the gene sequencing on this flu virus is, has to be man-made. There's too many things in there that would have to have formed randomly in order to get it. And you're not going to get 12 different pairs of nucleotides changing all at once. You know, one or two maybe, but not all 12. And that means also that this vaccine that they've made to stop this is actually going to alter your genetic expression. The vaccine can turn the genes on and it can turn them off. So this is hugely damning. Um, Realize that if you're going to get this vaccine, look at your risk of the disease. If you're under 70 and you have no comorbid conditions, you are not going to be helped by this vaccine at all. In fact, this vaccine doesn't prevent transmission, doesn't prevent infectivity, Uh, it doesn't Uh, it doesn't protect you at all, except it does reduce some of the symptoms occasionally. Now there's things called breakthrough cases. And the CDC, there were so many of them, the CDC stopped counting them. And with the breakthrough cases are people that were fully vaccinated uh, that got the disease. Okay, now this is really common in the past that people would have gotten sick and gotten the disease. Um, You know, because the vaccine just didn't take a place or take effect or their immune system was a little off or something. They're always coming up with excuses why these breakthrough cases and fully vaccinated people are occurring. Well, realize that this does not prevent transmission or infectivity. So it should um, spread because these are people with weakened immune system. But the problem is when you're injecting this, you're injecting this messenger RNA that's going to tell your cells to create this certain spike protein. And so when you're looking at the spike protein produced by the vaccine, or causing your cells to produce it, you're getting billions and billions of these. So kids that are not at risk, healthy adults that are not at risk, healthy college students that are not at risk, we're gonna see a massive rise in autoimmune conditions all sorts of mental and emotional disorders because this vaccine is small enough where it can cross the blood-brain barrier. It's wrapped in in this fat layer. That's why we're seeing a lot of brain injuries, brain traumas, brain bleeds. I mean, this is a big deal. So realize that you are designed to live on this planet. You are um, designed to live with viruses, funguses, and bacteria you got genetic genes from thousands of generations of your your ancestors to help you thrive on this planet. Uh, Take care of yourself. Don't worry about a virus, um, but do worry about medical interventions that can alter your genetic expression. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. 18- plus.